Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 46 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world. Bug snacks, baby bug snacks. <laughs> that one's for you, Dan Santos. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Our number one fan, Dan Santos. Uh, that was a, a near viral tweet by Andrew. And by viral, <laughs> I mean viral. Dan Santos retweeted it. <laughs> yeah. That's viral by our standards. Um, joining me this week is Adam. Hi, guys. Derek. Hello. And Andrew. And video games. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, Welcome. Here this week. But yeah, video games managed to make it. Uh, we are on Next Generation Eve. Tomorrow is the launch of the PS5. Yesterday was the launch of the Xbox Series X and so S. So technically, we're already in the next generation. We are one foot in the door to next generation. And tomorrow, we will take the final the step. final leap. Uh, so yeah, big exciting times here in the video game world. But seeing as how we haven't gotten our hands on anything yet, the main topic of this episode is going to be a backlog power hour episode for the game Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Uh, very excited to talk about that later. But we're going to start this email with an episode. <laughs> 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 I realized what I had said, but I committed to it. We're going to start this episode with an email. This is from Dan Santos. And it's not really a discussion thing so much as a, a generosity from our favorite fan. Also... Uh, quick side note: Andrew has purchased a glass of fishbowl and plastic, a plastic fishbowl, and uh, filled it with Swedish fish. He could they were out of gummy sharks. Uh, and at the bottom of it is the the pile of games for uh, us to pull out for our next uh, book club backlog power hour. And uh, the goal is to eat all the Swedish fish by the end of the episode to un or to reveal the the games. I don't know if all the Swedish fish is necessarily the goal. Just at least, at least until we see one. All right. So people are going to be eating Swedish fish. I've already yelled at them to not chew into the microphone. So if you hear weird mouth slurping sounds, it's probably Derek, but it could easily be I Adam already or Andrew. Eat my fill. Yeah? I'm or full. you, Jeff. You're not immune. I am immune. <laughs> um, so fair warning to that. But our email is from Dan Santos. He said, hey, guys, Google is giving away free Stadia to those who have YouTube premium. While I pay... $12 a month for the service. I also pay $6 a month for G Suite, so I can be more in control of my email, privacy, and use my own domain. However, Google is a butt and doesn't offer many services to G Suite subscribers. Anyways, I have a code to get a free Stadia controller in Chromecast. Maybe one of you can test it out and share your thoughts. Best, Dantos. So my question to you, gentlemen, is who wants a free Stadia controller in Chromecast and wants to report back? Andrew said he doesn't want it. Hard pass. Would either of you actually attempt to use it i'm slightly interested only because i think the tv i'm gonna get has might have like stadia capabilities built into it okay because it has like android tv okay i don't know if that if that works but so i'm like half interested i mean even if you didn't you have a chromecast you just plug it into the oh it comes with a chromecast yeah it's a free stadia controller and oh, chromecast okay i yeah i'd be down too Okay, cool. Try it out. I will. I will get this set up and shipped to me, and then I'll give it to you when it comes in at some point. Uh, and then, yeah, you'll have to report back on how it works. Okay. All right. That's the deal. Um, thank you, Dan Santos, for being the very first Game Sharks podcast fan to send something cool to us here. Do I have to use Dan's account? I don't think so. I think once you get the controller and the Chromecast, you set up your own account. Yeah, but doesn't he? He gets free Stadia. 
Uh, it's a free Stadia controller and Chrome. I can look into the details later. Oh, I thought he got um, a free Stadia subscription. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'm willing to at least. I'm still willing to try it if it's not free. Okay. At least the controller and the Chromecast. You will are have free. the controller and the yeah. Chromecast, which are probably the because you're buying the. Oh, you have to pay for the subscription and buy the games, which is why we should talk Stadia so much. But I do want to touch the controller just to see how it feels. I like to get the feel of the controller. Well, I can at least play, I think, like Destiny or something. Cause yeah, because that's it's free. free. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. And with all your Destiny experience, you'll be able to uh, get a good sense of how bad it is. How <laughs> <laughs> or good. <laughs> we can't count it out yet. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some news things. We have basically three clusters, two have to do with uh, one announcement two have to do with the playstation and one in the middle but we'll start with the one that's like the new game announcement uh old franchise uh uh favorite of derek's yeah mass effect legendary edition announced for 2021 derek what do you think this is awesome yeah david it's been rumored for a while i know there were rumors that mass effect one was getting like a full remake mm-hmm. and then like the trail the other two were getting like remaster just remasters or whatever but um i'm kind of happy that they didn't remake one a lot of people think that remake like one is the like least aged well one but i think i don't know i've played it i played it like way after release and i feel like it has like a little just charm to it there is like some stupid like weird uh just finicky things that I think you could probably fix with a remaster hmm. um, without doing like a full remake. But I I think that one has like the more RPG mechanics to it. And um, I think it'll be like just like a graphics update and a light. Like I'm sure I have like RTX and HDR and stuff like that'll be awesome. Mm. Uh, I have some harbored resentment for Mass Effect one. I had put it. Like you, I got it very far after its release. Yeah. I think the second one was already out. I don't know if the third one was I have no idea when this was. Um, but I was enjoying myself. I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, and then I went to like a lava planet with the Mako. Yeah. And I guess I just drove over a piece of dirt that the game didn't like. And I got a game over, an automatic game over screen. And it set me back about three hours worth of progress. And I never touched it again. Yeah, that was back. That game came out too, like around the time when checkpointing was starting to become more prevalent. And mm. I think in that game, you had to like manually save a lot. Like it didn't auto save very often. Yeah, because I had that happen to me uh, as well. Like I lost like a good two hour chunk of time. And I, hopefully, they <laughs> they fix that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe add some more frequent auto saves or something. Because uh, that is like, especially now when everything auto saves quite a lot it's it's annoying to to lose progress Mm. i i feel like this will uh they'll add small things like that like adjustments like get rid of bugs known bugs like that yeah yeah. that i experienced uh probably add a frequent auto saving feature stuff like that small tweaks that'll like kind of bring it up to modern era gaming uh this is coming out for the xbox one ps4 and pc uh, and we'll have forward ca- compatibility and targeted enhancements on the Series X and PS5. Yeah. So um, not native versions for those consoles, but it will it'll have faster load times. It'll look a little nicer. Probably you know the the general theme mm-hmm. for games that you're playing on the new generation that are technically released on the old generation. 
Um, I think it was. Te- I bet it was technically supposed to come out this year and got delayed due to COVID. Yeah, and we're just hearing about <laughs> it now. Well, did they give us a release date for this? No, it just says. 20, just, I think it's spring twenty twenty one. Yeah, it said spring. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right. Around the table, who's going to be getting this? Andrew, I know you've never played a Mass Effect. Adam, I know you've never played a Mass Effect. And Derek, you are a big Mass Effect. Have you played all three? I've Derek? played all three. Okay. Yeah. I haven't played Andromeda. I might. Yeah. Uh, does it, is there any sort of price point? Yeah, not I'm yet. Guessing it'll probably be like sixty for all three games. Yeah, that's like the thing that. is you're getting three. Yeah, games exactly, each. and that's the big thing is like with all of these, you know, legacy editions and collections of games that have existed on Sony and Xbox platforms forever uh, that I've haven't gotten a chance to to dive into yet. I can just get to wait until they're on sale or cheaper. Mm. Uh, so like I have a bunch of I have all the Uncharted games on my PS4 that I've never played uh, that I got for free for. Um, PS Plus. There's the PS Plus collection that's coming out, so like this is probably another uh, game to add to that list Yeah, that I, th- I might go to. I think it's something like you could pick up uh, in like maybe the slow summer season, although this was like the first year in a long time the summer season wasn't very slow for video games, but I attribute a lot of that to weird release date delay and stuff yeah. from COVID. Um, but like pick it up at the beginning of a slow summer season and yeah. chip away at them. Yeah. Um, I've heard good things about them. Yeah, uh, I remember enjoying what I had played, but I got so frustrated by that uh, that bug that caused me to lose so much time that I just never went back. What about you, Adam? Any interest in this? I might pick it up. Like I've heard, some, I've had some friends rave about this series. You know, they loved it, and it might be a good opportunity for me to get into it. Like you said, all three for hopefully just the price of like one AAA game. I would imagine it's sixty. This isn't a next gen game. I know next gen they're going up to seventy dollars for a game, but I would imagine this would probably hold yeah, the so sixty. If it's around for sixty, I might. Depends on how busy I am at the time seems like it might be coming out as I'm winding down from a, a school semester. Mm. So it might be good timing for me. Yeah. In the meantime, I can chug away at some other games in my backlog from the last Steam sale. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you going to pick it up as a big Mass Effect fan? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, I'm... I've they're definitely a game series that I would definitely want to replay. Um, I don't I don't think I ever I think I only replayed what the first one a second time and I didn't even finish it. Um, so I, I kind of am excited to do a renegade playthrough this time. Yeah, there's like two factions, right? Uh, so it's like there's a the morality system. So you you either go like renegade or or vanguard. I think is the opposite, and vanguard is like the good choices. Mm-hmm. And then it's not even like good or bad. It's more of like reckless or or lawful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, my thing is, uh, Bioware is owned by EA, correct? Yes. And EA games are now going to be on Game Pass. Yes. So, do you think this will come to Game Pass? Maybe not at launch, but sometime down the line. Yes. Okay. I think it most likely will go into that. Uh, what's their service called? EA Play EA. or EA? Not EA Play. It's um, uh, EA Live. I don't know. One of those. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that service. I think uh, generally games it is go EA on. Play. Yeah, I think. Some games go on right away. I bet this will be one that goes on right away to try to get maybe more people to subscribe or to get people to use it on Game Pass or whatever. Mm. Um, I know Jedi Fallen Order is coming out not immediately. Once, actually, I think that went live when the Series X came out yesterday. It was like all the EA games, but I don't. I think yeah. Jedi Fallen Order is coming in like a couple months or something. So I'm sure that. Mass Effect will probably be a similar thing where it won't be there right at launch. That's my guess is it won't be there right at launch. It'll come like a couple months later. So I'll probably just wait for that instead of buying it. 
because I'm sure I'll find out there's plenty of other games to fill my time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we have one more Mass Effect announcement, though, Derek, and it's that the Mass Effect, uh, there's a new Mass Effect project in development at Bioware with a veteran team behind yeah. uh, the development. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I have a question for you first. Did you play uh, Mass Effect Andromeda? No, I did not. Was it because everyone said it was so terrible? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the, when the reviews came out and they were very negative, I was like, you know what? I have no desire to, to play this. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah, I will not be... I'll be very cautiously... Not even. Ex- I'm not even excited. I just want... I'll wait till I see the game... No, it's good. No, the review just because Bioware has had such a train wreck of the past. <laughs> yeah, they had Anthem. It went from Mass Effect Andromeda, which was very Not very well yeah. received, and then Anthem, which also Bombed. very poorly received. Yeah. Um, was uh, that this February or last February? Last February. And they haven't done anything since, right? Since Anthem. Or no, it was it was uh, this February. It was 2020 February. Was it? Yeah. Okay. And they haven't. So I know that Dragon Age Four is in development. As well, okay, yeah, yeah, and I think that will come before Mass Effect. Anthem came out in 2019. <laughs> came out in 2019. Yeah, <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and they're still like, yeah, we're we're fixing stuff. Sure they are. Sure they are. So yeah, who knows? But so you're excited for this new um, Mass Effect game? No, I'm not excited. No, I don't think the I am. You're I have no faith in Bioware right now. Wow, yeah, I am very apprehensive about. Is this. it like uh, our buddy Nick and Square Enix? Where uh, he he refuses to believe that anything Square Enix makes can be good at this point, even though Final Fantasy fifteen was good and Final Fantasy seven remake were both great. and and the Bravely games. I'm not that level of stubborn about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, not Avengers until it comes out. I'm I'm not gonna like get excited about it because. Uh, yeah, I was slightly excited about Andromeda, and to hear that, that it, I was even excited about Anthem. And to, <laughs> you were excited about Anthem. Yeah, I played the beta, and it was like, "Ooh, this seems like it'd be really cool." And then it came out, and it was terrible. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm not gonna get excited about this if it ends up being awful. So, so you want to be excited, but you're keeping yourself in reality. Yeah, keeping myself grounded, Absolutely cautiously fair. optimistic. I'm sure once the trailer first trailer comes out, I'll completely change that. <laughs> You're like, I'm so <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, We're, we have an update on the Epic Games versus Apple legal battle. Uh, very interesting update. Uh, there was one update that we didn't give prior. Um, this was when was this? I don't remember when this one happened. It was several weeks ago. But a judge uh, granted Epic's injunction preventing Apple from removing Epic's developer account and denying iOS developers access to the Unreal Engine. Um, maybe we did mention that. I don't remember. I think maybe not like the full thing, but I think we talked about that. They talked weren't getting briefly. rid of uh, the developer account yeah. or whatever. Um, but Bioware or no, sorry, Bioware. Uh, Fortnite remained banned on iOS. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the new update is... Uh, the judge proceeding over the Epic Games versus Apple case has thrown out some of Apple's claims brought into a countersuit against the makers of Fortnite. Judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers explained that she would not accept Apple's claim of theft from Epic and would not award monetary damages beyond those of the breach of contract case that companies are embroiled in. And this is a quote from her. Uh, to Bloomberg. This is a high stakes 
This is a high stakes breach of contract case and an antitrust case. And that's all it is in my view. You can't just say it's independently wrongful. Uh, you actually have to have facts. Uh, so a wow, lot of, what a concept. A lot of legal talk in there. But that final sentence, sentence of you actually have to have facts seems very relevant yeah. with the current <laughs> events of the world. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. But... <laughs> yeah uh basically b- being like you're just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks right, uh, right knock it off we're here for a single purpose cut the shit um which i'm all for that so, which yeah so it sounds like apple was trying to say well they went around our payment method so we deserve money yeah, yeah that's what it like, sounds like they're yeah. hurting our company basically and they're, they're, like, they're they, like you're apple fuck off they own us 20 percent on all those you know v bucks that people buy yeah yeah so they put their own purchase in and since it didn't go through apple apple was trying to say that some of that's theirs yeah yeah okay sure yeah um which i was expecting at some point just using that verbiage that like epic was also just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks and that maybe that would be the grounds for their case to get thrown out but i guess it sounds like they're really investigating the, the antitrust yeah the app piece of it epic went in like ready yeah. to fucking go because they like launched that ad immediately after yeah, apple yeah. took their stuff down which was immediately after uh epic put the the side purchasing of v bucks in their game so a- epic knew what they were doing and they're like okay we actually have a fight here and apple in like a defensive response are just kind of like all right sue them for everything yeah so yeah um yeah, strange times. So you, uh, we'll continue to give updates on this, but so far I think that's two to zero in favor of Epic Games. Uh, there was one in favor of a- Apple, I believe. Was there? Yeah, I think it was that they didn't have to reinstate Fortnite into the Play Store or the Apple Store. I think that was the first like decision. Uh, uh you might be right. I don't remember. That was like the first like immediate one. Yeah. Like, after it was like, at least a couple weeks after the the case started or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Um, all right, cool. We got two things about the PS5 to talk about real quick. Uh, someone gave an, an update uh, saying that in the future, PS5 will allow the console to output at 8K resolutions. Um, right now, it's 4K 120 hertz. Um, what do we think about this? I know, Derek, you're probably... I always refer to you as the tech guy here. Do you think one, there's any validity to this? Two, is it relevant at all? Uh, yeah, those are t- kind of the two big ones. So it sounds like from from that statement, and then there was a statement that, that said they could also implement 1440p support. Yes, it, which it, we talked about last week. Right. So it sounds like they have some some stuff built into their their some you know software or whatever built into the system that. Uh, you know, pre-planned maybe to say, okay, once this is supported, we can patch this and say, all right, yeah, we'll output to 8K or whatever. I like it makes sense that they would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. There's there's only so much they can do. I think. Yeah. Like so. Right, they're saying 4K 120 is like their benchmark currently. Like, yeah, we'll be able to do that. I'm guessing once they do 8K, it might be, if they're lucky, 8K 60 or 8K 30. 
So do you think this is kind of the, the gateway for the half-step consoles? Is Because uh, obviously PS4 didn't launch with 4K support. It was just uh, 1080. Right, and then right. the Pro came out and that uh that supported 4k and that's around when 4k started to become more of a household thing right right uh, before that it was only ever 1080 like i yeah. think you were one of the only people i knew who actually owned a 4k tv back then um and so yeah when it like kind of forced people to upgrade to the pro as they were starting to buy new tvs i just bought a new tv in preparation for the ps5 and xbox yeah. series x uh, 4k tv because that is what the standard is now uh, so do you think, I don't know, say three or four years down the line, we'll get a PS5 Pro and its primary output is going to be 8K and it's going to be for those cutting edge people who are just now starting to buy 8K TVs? No. Okay. Do you- I, I think uh, we, we'll see probably a new version of the PS5, but it's not going to be the like Pro version with maybe a more powerful... Uh, card or or CPU or whatever. It sounds like from this statement, they instead of doing a half release or you know half generation, they've planned for what could evolve over the generation. And so, like, yeah, we'll be able to upgrade our current PS5s to do 8K. And yeah, maybe uh, something like um, like the PlayStation. The slim, the slim PlayStation Four will come out, and it'll be maybe a little smaller, but it'll support 8K as well at like out of the box kind of thing. Okay, like it won't require a software update. That like might be there. I don't. I don't think we'll get a Pro version at all. I don't think so. Interesting. So this is a bigger discussion that I've heard a lot of people have, and we haven't really brought up here. And I don't think it's necessarily now the time for us to have this conversation. But a lot of people are talking about how Xbox is now moving towards the Apple model of Xbox is just Xbox now, kind of like iPhone is yeah. now just iPhone and iPad is just iPad. Um, and every couple years, there's a new one. Uh, and eventually, like you don't have to upgrade right away, but like with phones, two years is the general life cycle. You can probably get away with four years. After four years, they stop yeah. supporting it. Um, so that's going to be the new models. I know Xbox has talked about like a lot about that being their kind of model going forward. Whereas PlayStation has said, yeah, we, we believe in generations. Um, so yeah, that's a bigger topic that we could talk about someday. Uh, maybe after we have the consoles for a little while, but it is an interesting yeah. thing to consider is like, is that what the future of video games is going to be? Or is are each of them going to do it differently? Yeah. It's interesting stuff, but um, I mean, I think if there's, if they're going to do it now would probably be the time. Cause it's hard for me to really fathom as a human being how much more graphically intensive the consoles mm. can get like even the jump from 4 to 8k someone like me i'm not going to notice i barely notice the difference between 1080 and 4k you yeah. know so i don't know how much more powerful the consoles really need to get for there to be a whole new box every single time yeah uh we are definitely at the point of uh diminishing returns like allison just upgraded uh from the pixel 2 to a pixel 5 and she's like, this is the same exact phone, which it basically is. It has a slightly nicer camera, yeah. um, slightly better specs, slightly bigger screen. Everything is – upgrades now are such diminishing returns, and they're all so slight in the technology world that I, yeah, I just can't imagine us getting anything crazier. Like the big get, like not gimmick, but the big selling point of this new generation isn't necessarily its graphical fidelity. It's load times and how 
how much better it performs as opposed to looks, which has been the, like, this is the first time that that is the big thing. Oh, oh, instead of just looking incredibly nice or like adding new polygons or going to a whole new dimension or like, unless like the PS six, like is a 4d gaming console, whatever the fuck that might mean, you know, (laughs) it's going to spray smells at you. (laughs) Like ray tracing is really like the other big, like the, the only big graphical thing. And it's, it like makes things look prettier but it's not like insane yeah it's not like a huge it's not like the leap from from 64 bit to to hd games or whatever it adds like like, reflections and stuff right right. it just it adds a little more detail in there i i think the big thing we're gonna see like you're saying jeff is the fat like some that hardware like storage and stuff like that is gonna get faster um graphics aren't gonna get bigger better but we're gonna see probably like render distances get longer and longer and so yeah. like you're not walking down the street in watchdogs legion and the buildings are popping up next to you or whatever it's like you're gonna be able to legit just look down on the screen and everything will be rendered yeah cool. uh, yeah that's definitely yeah. where the future's headed but obviously this is a, a discussion we can have at a later time and only time will tell what that's actually going to look like uh my last story and this is an interesting one. Um, Sony executives have said the transition from PS4 to PS5 is expected to take three years. So basically it'll be three years before they have fully moved on to the PS5. And that is their sole main focus. And the PS4 is going to stop being supported. So uh, I probably should have done a little research on this to see what um like what it's been like in previous generations i think the one the only thing worth comparing to would be the playstation 2 uh yeah so i feel like it goes every other generation so i feel like with the ps when the ps3 came out they supported the ps2 for a long time right but when the ps4 came out i feel like they dropped the ps3 super quickly i think it's a an install base thing it's how many yeah. people ha- like not a lot of people compared to the ps2 and the ps4 had a PS3, so I'm I bet that's why they're supporting. They probably have metrics of how many people have PS4 Pros mm. and might not upgrade right away or whatever, and they want to yeah. keep them supported. That yeah, makes there's going to be a lot of people who have PS4s and aren't going to get PS5s at launch or even for the foreseeable future. Yeah, like, absolutely. Even with Switches, Switches are still really hard to come by. Yeah, and we're almost four years into its life cycle. So with PS4 and PS5, there's going to be a lot of like must play games that come out f- primarily for PS5 but also for PS4 and it's just going to help it sell a lot better. Yeah. Um it's one of those things where as an early adopter, it's like, "Oh man, I wish they were building things that are optimized for the PS5 so we can see the full potential of it." But you know that a lot of games aren't going to be able to be pushing the limits because they also have to be backwards compatible. But I guess that is like I shouldn't I have no right to feel bad about that because like I have like that's a very selfish thing to think about as someone who is fortunate enough to be able to put the money aside to adopt to the console early you know not everyone yeah. a lot like a large majority of people can't do that or they were trying to pre-order and couldn't uh so yeah um Th- this, I'm, I was say, this is also the first generation for Sony where the architecture of the system isn't completely different than the previous one so like it I don't think it's not a big deal like they can build games specifically for the PS5 and then like just 
port them to the PS4 and you know yeah like it's it's not about like oh the PS3 is weird and runs off all these weird things so it's like it we can't put PS3 games on a PS2 because they're coded entirely differently like now it's kind of like think it's like thinking about like oh the new graphics card came out man i wish that they made only new graphic games for this new graphics card and no no one else's graphics card could run them like that that's kind of like yeah what we're at now yeah consoles where, have become more of like the pc style where right it's like yeah yeah it's not like going from the n64 to the gamecube right. where it's like this is an entirely different format like you literally can't play this game <laughs> on an n64 it's impossible where it's like like we were just talking about previously where the graphical uh the graphical difference is so minor it's like imperceivable but it's the performance that uh is what is the big difference here so the people who have the ps4 and can't afford or can't get their hands on or don't have interest yeah. in getting a ps5 will still be able to experience this on their machine it's just at a slower pace so why not give it to them so that sony can one make them happy two make more money um yeah it makes sense i'm curious to see what their wording of supporting means is if our ps5 or playstation first party games going to come out for the ps4 as well or is it like we're gonna still do ps4 plus game like we're still gonna support it but like we're not developing games for it Mm. personally maybe i'm curious to see what because like none of miles morales uh demon souls are not coming to playstation 4 Miles Morales is. Yeah. My, Miles Morales is coming to PlayStation yep. 4? Mm-hmm. I thought it was a PS5 exclusive. No, Demon's oh. Souls is the only oh, okay. game that is a, a P- PS5 exclusive. Ex- okay. Like You can only play it on the PS5. Everything else is playable on the PS4. Okay. So I wonder, even like Bug Snacks? Mm-hmm. Even Bug Snacks. Oh. Interesting. Well, yeah. then I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, uh, all right. I That's it for me for news. Uh, if no one has anything else to add, uh, did, did you guys see the Xboxes that were smoking? Yeah, that's fake. Yeah, it was fake. <laughs> uh, we actually just funny. got a, a, a yes, text I was from gonna Steve. say Steve just texted us about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is fake. They're they've been debunked. People were like just blowing their vape near the box. Yeah, uh, oh a bunch God. of cool dudes out there. That's the most twenty twenty thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, not real. There was also uh, what was the thing. I read a thing saying one person's PS5 has died. Yeah, it's and like, cool. and everyone's freaking out like, oh, what if all my what if my PS5 is gonna die? No, one. it's not. It's like yeah. remember when the Switch came out and people uh, like, were licking cartridges. Well, that's a thing. Have you ever licked a cartridge? Uh, uh, no, because I know about it's it. It's super bitter and gross. It's yeah. to stop kids from eating them. Yes. But anyways, when remember that whole scare? Like, oh, the doc scratches screens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It happened to three people. And probably they were j- trying to jam it in the wrong way or something. It could be. And yeah. everybody freaked out and like, like this is uh, defective. My yeah. thing's going to be mean, destroyed. Were, weren't there more cases of people who's just like over time the dock like warped in a way that made the, the switch unusable? Or am I making that up? I don't remember that There, w- There was a thing that it didn't warp the dock. It warped the switch. Yes. But I think it actually ended up being that the switch itself is not a flat object. Like it's bent. It's like not. <laughs> so I think people thought that you know, like it was completely flat in the back mm. originally and then like they like oh my god it's warping when in reality like it never was completely flat in the back huh. mm. i didn't know that it's like slightly curved weird i don't know if you've ever looked at it i'll have to check it out or maybe yours is just warped or maybe mine's just warped <laughs> <laughs> um so before we talk about what we've been playing which i'm assuming i know for me it's 
basically nothing. But um, I want to give an update on my my uh, my attempt to acquire an Xbox Series X by launch day. Um, so I never got that email from <laughs> the Xbox All Access thing to actually order my Xbox. So that was out the window. I saw things online. So the launch day, I went on a bunch of websites and Walmart said they had seven in stock at my local store and that it was in store only. So I said, cool. All right, I'm going. I worked at a batch plant for work that morning. So I was up at 430. I was already sitting in my office at work by 630. Walmart opens. Well, it opens at six for the elderly from six to seven. And then seven o'clock, it generally opens. So I was like, all right, I'll be there right at seven. I'll walk in. I just want to see what's going on. I'm curious. Um, So I get there. And I walk towards the electronics section and I overhear a woman talking to some dude who definitely looks like the stereotypical gamer look. Um, and she was like, oh, yeah, you know, the website, it's it's pretty wrong a lot of the time. Why don't you try going on the website and ordering it through there? Uh, and which I instantly knew what was, go- <laughs> what was going on there. And I was like, God damn it. So I like kind of hit off in the corner for a second, opened up the website on my phone. There was nowhere to actually order anything. Um, so I was like, Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe I can order it now that it's seven o'clock. That was not the case. Uh, so there was a countdown timer, uh, that was going to expire at noon. And that's where like, Oh yeah, pre-orders are going to be up. Cool. So, uh, I had the page up on two separate computers, the lab computer and my personal computer at work. Uh, and I was checking and I was refreshing every once in a while and it always said seven in stock, seven in stock. So my assumption was that those seven Xboxes were in the store and then at noon, that's what you're going to be able to pre-order per store. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll see if I can do it. And there's going to be like pickup only. Yeah. So, uh, eventually around like 10, 10 30, I refreshed the page and it's just as out of stock. I was just like, what the fuck? Um, and I was like, all right, well, that sucks, but I'll, I'll just wait for the countdown. Maybe maybe uh, I'll still be able to do it. I was sitting at my desk at noon, refresh the page, order now. I was freaking out. <laughs> okay, sweet. Super excited. So I clicked order now. Got it in my cart. It was, yeah, awesome. In-store pickup. Pick the local Walmart. Sweet. Uh, go to checkout using PayPal. And you know how it brings you to like a separate page yeah. for maybe five seconds while it logs you in and checks everything out for PayPal. Did all that. Hit place order out of stock (laughs) uh and then i was like okay maybe i can get it from a different store went to a different store um actually no it didn't say out of stock at no yes it did the first time it said out of stock then i went to a different store and it said we're having problems uh doing your uh processing your order please try again so i just kept doing that and i was like okay maybe another store so i went to like the third closest walmart out of stock went back to the, the second one and i kept doing it and it was like someone giving cpr on a corpse that was already <laughs> declared dead i'd spent like five or ten minutes refreshing and like trying to do it and it's like having a trouble processing your order and after like 10 minutes it eventually was like out of stock uh so i wasn't able to get one and at that point i was like there's no point in me going to any physical stores like i had talked about previously because it's like it's a lost cause it's definitely uh they're not gonna have any but Jin, god rest his soul was able to order two, one for me and one for another coworker for who wanted one, uh, <laughs> off of Costco. 
Jin, come to the rescue. So that <laughs> that comes in on Friday. Part of the deal. So uh, I, I'm probably going to get it from him on Monday because I'll be playing PlayStation anyway. So I don't necessarily and like I'll be able to play it Monday through Wednesday and talk about it on Thursday on the podcast, having played both, which is my uh, main goal. Um, so yeah, I will be getting an Xbox Series X. Apparently, there's no tax through Costco, but it came with a controller, but it was discounted, so it would have been the same price as if it was taxed. But I get an extra controller, which I told Andrew I'd sell to him for like twenty bucks, so we can stop bitching about dumb PC controls. Yeah. Um, which I highly suggest you take me up on that offer. Mm, I don't think you've met anyone in our family, Jeff. We like to complain, but don't like solutions. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Um. So yeah, that is where I stand with my Xbox. I will probably have one on Friday. Nice. <laughs> and I got the email update for my PS5. That is on the way, as well as uh, Jin got his for his two, which includes yours. Nice. Uh, I'll give you his PayPal information so you can pay him. And then I think he's giving that to me on Friday. So just come over anytime Friday after work or through the weekend. Pick that up. So yeah, that's my update. As for video games I've been playing, I haven't been. I was talking <laughs> to you about this a little bit, Andrew. I would be sitting on my couch being like, I want to play a game, but I don't want to start anything because in three days, an entire yeah. new generation of video game consoles is coming out with a plethora of games that I'm going to want to play. Uh, so I, I, opened up, I opened up Hollow Knight and stared at the menu screen <laughs> and said, I don't want to play this. I can't get into this right now. Uh, eventually, I opened up Celeste and I was like, okay, I was, I was – Last time I opened Celeste, I was trying to 100% it. It's one of my favorite games ever. I'll, I'll do that. That's a good way to kill time. I'm on the level. You've never played Celeste. Have you played Celeste, no. Adam? I've seen it. I haven't played it myself. I was like super deep in one of the later levels where you have to carry a guy around. So I had to like be holding the grab button and doing these very complex uh, jumps. I'm like, geez. I this is the <laughs> worst possible spot to jump back in because it's so mechanically complex. They expected you have to have been playing for like 10 hours up until yeah, that point. Yeah. So I was just like, well, I can't do this. So I closed that. I played like one or two games of League. I played a couple games of TFT. It's just like things to pass the time. I haven't wanted yeah. ever. I finished Super Mario RPG and I was like, I just don't want to start anything yeah so i've just been that's how i felt the last like two or three weeks yeah i've just been staring at a wall i've been playing a lot of league of legends Mm -hmm. i joined a an amateur tournament scene kind of like they're going to start their own like league with like a season and playoffs uh but i don't know if i'm really going to continue with it the guys i've met are kind of cool but it's every i'm the only east coast player so uh when they start, it's like ten o'clock for us. Uh, so yeah. I'm like, so on Sunday I think we start. We did a couple scrims, and I didn't finish until like one a.m. And then the next day I was exhausted. Yeah, yeah you were really miserable at work. Yeah, that was an awful day. Uh, so I probably won't continue with that. Um, also because I hate League of Legends. <laughs> um, every single game that I've logged that I've loaded up this weekend, at least the ones I played by myself. Uh, I I'm just like ten minutes in, and I am like I hate this. <laughs> like, I am not enjoying this at all. That's why I don't play unless I have people to play with. Mm. I yeah. only play with you guys or some of my other friends. I do not touch regular league. That's like what I've kind of said to myself for a while, but 
I just still go back to it. Like it's every a, once in a while, you just get the, that itch yeah. and you realize I hate this. Yeah, it must be what it's like to be addicted to heroin. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's probably pretty similar. Probably. Like you want, you're like, oh man, I I got I got this amazing high from it this one time, and every time you go back, it's actually fucking terrible. You just deep deep sigh, inject the needle. <laughs> that's League of well, Legends. Uh, we had the preseason patch today, so. That's the only. That's the only our, thing that's like really making me want to play. Like all of our item builds are gone now. We have entirely new things to work with. I won't be touching it for a while, especially because yeah. PlayStation tomorrow. But I might play a game later and then never again. Never. Um, again. But other than that, yeah, I kind of every single night before I go to bed, I have brought my Switch with me, put it next to me on the bed, and then scrolled Twitter for three hours. <laughs> like it just, I just never turn on my Switch. I've been watching a lot of tv instead yeah this is the most tv i've watched in probably all year like i'm sitting down and watching because usually it's like i'll sit down in free time and it's like all right i'm gonna play a game i got billions of games to play but yeah i've just been sitting down i've been watching clone wars i know andrew you've also been been watching watching clone Clone wars Wars. i really enjoy it ahsoka has quickly rised up the ranks of being one of my all-time favorite jedi um i think it's okay yeah you're not super hot on it but i i enjoy it quite a bit um it's getting better but yeah that's where we stand Derek, I'm assuming you have an update on your race to beat the Dark Souls. Uh, no update? From last Thursday, yes. Okay. I, I always, because I forgot I talked to you with Dante about Yeah, you talked Sunday, to me in so the I'm car, like, yeah. No, didn't I tell you? Yeah, so uh, Dante's finished. Um, and with... Uh, d- did you say this on the podcast last week? Or is this when I was what? just talking to you? about? You said we, you got, we, we shouldn't tell each other our times anymore it was on the podcast I, it wasn't on the podcast I okay did. yeah so we he has not told me his time i have no idea Good. what his time is. the last he did give me an update on his time like at one point and i said oh by the way jeff said like once you like don't tell me any-. so he, he hasn't he didn't update me past that um so he he has finished i am on the final two bosses and i haven't touched it in like four days and here it starts because uh, he's never gonna start it well, <laughs> no, he had to finish Super Mario RPG. I had to finish Super Mario RPG, oh, yeah, yeah. and I'm just like super burnt out. <laughs> you this. have two bosses left, and I you're know, done. You don't understand how s- mind-numbingly stressful <laughs> and is one of them the Nameless King. Yes, <laughs> and, like stressful and mentally taxing fighting the nameless king is yeah, over i remember you talking about it over on and over on is that Sunday. the one you got stuck on the last time yeah yeah so uh i like i needed to give myself a mental break before i go back in and like retry it it's just it's it's the only boss in the game where your dodges need to be pinpoint accurate uh because it's just like how his how, how big his hitboxes are on his attacks and he does a ton of damage. So if you miss a dodge, miss time a dodge, you might like die the next hit he gets you because it's like hard to then find time to heal. Uh, it's a very mentally taxing fight. Um, mm. I'm already like f- feeling like I'm better at it than I was the last time I played it. Like, okay. uh, like I'm getting, I'm whittling him down. It's just like silly, silly miss time. Like, dodging a second too early or dodging a second too late or not dodging in the right direction or something on certain attacks. So I will, I will get it. I will get it. Um, and I believe I have time to spare to be, like, I think I've made really, really good time compared to Dante. Okay. So hopefully by next podcast, 
I will have finished it. Yeah, um, that would be nice. Yeah, because I finish it on PS Five. <laughs> I I was curious. I'm wondering if it would run better. I don't know if your saves would transfer. You can transfer. Your no, saves. yeah, you can transfer the saves. You can. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're in the cloud. They're in the the. Oh, because I have PS Plus, so everything's in the cloud. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, and then I played more Hades. Yeah. Um. That's been my like kind of uh. I feel like re- like relax game. Okay. Which it shouldn't seem like that because it's not a very relaxing game, but no. it's definitely like a oh yeah I'll, let me do it's a run r- or two. It's rhythmic. Yeah, like I did I did a run real quick before I came over here earlier. Like, I was like yeah I can fit one in. Have you beaten the final boss yet? No. <laughs> um, I got to the second phase pretty well into it with the the spear was it the spear. Um or no, I think it was the the railgun. Yeah, I and love the railgun. It was like it was a real good run. Uh I just like I didn't have enough health. I didn't like I went into the fight like half health and I had like I have the thing that like every ch- encounter you get a a second life or whatever. Yeah. But it's only thirty percent. That one is worse. You wanna take the deftified because there's a dude in Elysium who will re stock your deftified so you want to try to find him yeah so you yeah. see so I, I had been seeing him and like seeing that option i was like should i just start running the deftified and if i used it already by this point like i can just restock it and then because i know like i know the uh the this fourth area isn't that is difficult but it's not that difficult it's some some builds i absolutely destroy that fourth area don't even get hit once some builds i die in that it's so weird it's so particular that fourth area it wasn't the railgun it was the shield Ah. i had this crazy build i I like decimated that area because it's small and i had a bunch of is it the one where you did you have the aspect where you throw the shield and it stays out no no um it was the one where uh if you i think if you, you bull rush then it you have it throws two shields or whatever or yeah a shield okay. in like yeah, a, yeah. but i had um i had a bunch of poseidon stuff and i had like all the the boons that like stack how much damage you do if you hit someone into something mm. so all the rooms are so small in that that i would just knock everything into like a, a building or into the wall and then it would like chain light it was just i was doing so much damage so quickly but then when i got to hades i couldn't do as much damage to him because you can't physically knock him into things. Mm, yeah, so, you can't knock bosses into things. Yeah, my damage output was a little less, and uh, so I was I wasn't able to beat him. But it was like one of my favorite runs I had done so far. It just felt so fat, bleh, so satisfying, just melting every single enemy. Yeah, I love that game. Uh, yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. Uh, I am definitely like I don't feel like I want to I don't want to rush to beat this game, mm. and I'm just gonna play it when i want to play it and smart yeah it's i haven't picked it up since i i uh, rolled credits on it nice uh i feel like i might before the end of the year yeah. like once the hype of the console new consoles kind of dies down i might go back to it and play it more so what's like the end goal is to beat it on 32 heat right no the credits roll once you have beaten the final boss 10 times right but after that that's like yeah the end so goal, right? so every time you beat uh, so like, say you set your heat to one. Yeah. And like, say you beat the whole thing with the the sword once, and you've gotten the reward for beating each boss with the sword. If you set your heat to one, right. you will get you that get reward again. again. So yeah. yeah, you basically go through and add one heat every time to get more Titan's blood to make your weapon stronger. Right, so right. um, yeah. I just I, one of the streamers 
I follow had beaten finally beat it on 32 Heat and like tweeted out to Supergiant and then like Supergiant like tweeted back like I hope you enjoyed the the message like I think there's like something at once you do oh, that is there, like, there's a like a little thing? special thing oh, for you. So yeah, I that's what I'm excited to get to that point of the game mm. because then like I feel like my runs I'm not progressing anywhere because I'm not getting like Titan's blood, you know, like getting these important upgrade things. But then remembering there's other things to progress besides those. Like that's not all there is to getting more into the game. One tip that I have for you that helped me a lot to like get past that push to feed to beat the final boss is don't spend any of your money on your runs. Save up the 1,200 gold and buy a Titan's Blood when you get at, to a Karen shop. I started doing that, and I was still having successful runs without spending any money through the run. And then I was making myself stronger for following runs. Okay, yeah. That's, uh, I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, that that's kind of my yeah, tip. Because I'm getting there almost every run now. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I started to get, always get to at least that last area or the final boss. on. I think the bow is the only weapon I haven't beaten Elysium with. Mm. I think because I, I I haven't had a like good enough build to beat the I almost did it today yeah I had like a real good build but I just like sucked. <laughs> um. All right. Cool. So anything else from you? Or is that it? As you're waiting for the new consoles? Uh, I played the new Destiny expansion. How is it? Uh, it's all right so far. I haven't played a ton of it because it took three hours to get into the game yesterday when the <laughs> when the game launched. Uh, well, don't play any more of it because you got to play it on Stadia. Uh, well, I won't be able to play the new expansion on Stadia because purchases don't. Oh, you have to buy it. I have to buy like <sighs> uh, the expansion again, so gotcha. I can at least like play my characters, like doing yeah. whatever. But yeah, it, yeah, it's it's all right so far. I'm hoping it gets better. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Adam, anything new and exciting, or just League of Legends and TFT? I've and been WoW. Bu- I've been busy. I haven't been playing WoW. I'm actually back on the Hearthstone grind. Cool. Because the uh, new expansion goes next week, but mm-hmm. tomorrow they're launching their new uh, like rewards system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were telling us so about that, that. That launches tomorrow. Cool. So I'm just racking up gold so I can get cards that I actually haven't given them any money. Okay. Cool. Yeah, just I've been busy. Homework has been a, a kick in my ass lately. <laughs> Understandable. Um. All right. Cool. Well, then I guess we're at the point where we will take a break, and then when we come back, we'll go super balls deep into Super Mario Mario RPG. RPG. (laughs) Balls deep. All right, we are back, and we're here to discuss in our Backlog Power Hour Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, originally released for the Super Nintendo in the year 1996. All right. The most important question regarding this game. Andrew, did you beat it? Yeah. Derek, did you beat it? No. Adam? No. Derek, how many stars did you get? Five. Wow. Adam, how many stars did you get? Three. I was close. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff said to me today, he was like, "I bet you Derek will get six and Adam will get two. <laughs> I was pr- I was I was one off for both of you. Yeah, so that's not bad. Um, okay, so Andrew and I have both beaten this game. Yep. Uh, I mean, Jeff said to me the other day too that the last time he spoke to Derek on Sunday, Derek said, "Oh, I haven't started it yet. <laughs> I also could have finished it, and I decided not to. Interesting. Okay, 
Well, I guess and well, there breaks the streak. <laughs> Let's start. We're all terrible. <laughs> Let's start there. Why? Why weren't you compelled to finish this game, Derek? I didn't like it at, at all? all. At all. Wow. Okay, give it to me. Uh, it just felt old and antiquated. Mm. Okay. The story was uninteresting. Uh, yeah, the, that's fair. Like, I tried to look for it in what I like found, I guess, in Paper Mario series. Like, oh, like funny humor, whatever, like interesting areas. And you can tell that this was the first because it was kind of like th- or the inspiration. Yeah, this is definitely kind of the source material for all Mario RPGs going forward, whether it be Paper Mario, the Mario and Luigi games. Yeah, um, yeah. like I this is all of them, the base. They came up with the idea, and it doesn't have all the qualities of the rest because all those everything else came after. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just, I, it like, I didn't feel feel compelled to like even play the game like normally like i i just i was playing it for a little bit and then i was like i don't even want to like think about i don't want even want to like search for what's next so i just like pulled up a guide and started and just using it and it. just started going through it as fast as i could hmm. um and and at that point it was like i you're not like battling wasn't fun battling bosses wasn't fun uh i like found nothing in like it didn't feel like there was a strategy to anything you just it was like all right Let's do damage and then heal when I get hurt. Uh, yeah, like, I can definitely get behind that. It was the it, there wasn't a lot of depth to it. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of like shallow. yeah, there <laughs> wasn't a lot of crazy like mechanics or anything. Nope. Um, and I'll I'll build on that a little bit. Like part of the reason I lost interest is like kind of what Derek's saying. Like the combat mostly got to me, mm-hmm. especially like in the earlier parts of it where I feel it was like. I'm on the fence about turn-based RPGs. Like, yeah. I know you love them. I love them. <laughs> See, I like them too, but it depends on the individual game. This one, I feel, was very predicated on what your level was. And like, Have you guys ever played any of the Mario and Luigi games? Yep. I haven't, and I've always wanted to, and I just I I never have. Like in, we should uh, throw Superstar Saga in there. In uh, Bowser's Inside Story, like mm-hmm. it's similar. It's just, you, it's just Mario and Luigi. But when you're fighting things, you have a chance to counteract their attacks to prevent yourself from taking damage. You can do that in this game. Mm-hmm. Can you? Yeah, yeah. If you time your button right before you get hit, you take less damage. I don't think that was ever like... Yeah, they say it they right say in the it very briefly. And I must have missed it. It is so bad of a, te- of a uh, mechanic. It does not work like 90% of the time. There are no like visual or audio cues that really help yeah. you but hit even, it. <laughs> okay, so I must have just missed that. It must have been so brief that I just yeah, skirted They bring it up it. in the very beginning of the game. Yeah, I totally must have missed that i think they were pretty liberal with the timings too because a lot of the time when i was doing combat i would notice that i i for at least all of gino's attacks i couldn't tell you off the top of my head the timing for the for the sweet spot for his basic attack yeah i think it's as he starts to swing his arm like i said that's not the point is i have (laughs) no idea and i would kind of just hit a over and over and get it sometimes that's kind of what i was up to like this seems to be working so I was a like every single thing. Well, I would say ninety percent. No, every single thing in the game has a tell, 
And a big part of it is figuring out what that tell is. So, like, Gino's tell is when he starts to swing his arm forward, that's his. Yeah, eventually Mario's, I was able to get Mario's a little more Mario's is like if he has a fist equipped, it's right as he's about to hit. Oh, no. Every other character besides yeah. Gino was, uh, so was simple. Su- but, like, when Bowser would swing the chain, that took me a while. I was like, okay, it's not when he releases the chain. It's when the chain gets to the enemy. And, like, so, like, everything. Even Malo's electric attack. That was something that it took me forever to figure out, but like I figured out eventually. It's like okay, as soon as the last bolt of lightning hits, if you hit the Y button again, you get the bonus. It's so like, and same thing with all the enemies. It's like okay, some of it it's like as they dash at you, some of it it's as they like they'll do three chomps, and then on the third chomp you have. So it was more like a little bit of a puzzle element trying to figure out exactly when you're supposed to hit the button. It's a little bit different for everyone. It's I agree with you, Derek. It would have been nice if the tells were a little more obvious and presented to you as opposed to having to figure them out however also keep in mind 1996 yeah super nintendo and but i think a lot of it is first of its kind uh one one complaint that i have about it is you fight so many enemies in this game it's like (laughs) it never ends and when you're in areas you know how to avoid them yeah not if you just jump over all of them but (laughs) i felt compelled to fight them all so that i was strong enough to like level doesn't matter it does no it doesn't matter at all in this game how so? I what level were you at the end of the game? 21, 22? 20 no, I was like twenty three or twenty four. I was like twenty five ish. I was level nine when I beat the fifth star. If okay. that's any indication, like it did not feel like level mattered at all. All that mattered was buying the items and having the items. Interesting. That's like an interesting point. You wouldn't have beat the final boss. I pro- yeah, I you probably wouldn't, wouldn't have. Right. You wouldn't right. have even gotten halfway and through. I would have just turned it off. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I want to talk about the final boss more later, but we'll get there. Yeah. See, that was kind of my point about. I don't like RPGs that are super dependent on level, because mm-hmm. at a certain point, when there's just back and forth combat, to me, it just kind of becomes more of which of us can dish out more damage for the other one. Yeah. Like kind of what Garrett was saying, like I attack, and then I heal, then I attack. And then I heal. Yep. It's like I'm just keeping myself alive long enough to dish out damage. And that's part of what I dislike about RPGs sometimes. It just kind of gets into a point of, like, uh, remember Xenoblade Chronicles X? Yeah. I remember. There were just certain <laughs> points where, like, I'm sitting there swinging, and it just I was going to lose no matter what because I was too low level. And they, they have more numbers than I do. See, that's... I, I'll be a, a defender of Xenoblade Chronicles any day of the week, but... Um, you know, there's there's a lot more depth to that game, and so there there is. But it's not it's not it's definitely not as bare bones as you're making it out to be. And but I won't get into it because yeah. no one cares. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of the issue I had in the beginning of this game. Like, and that's why I, a didn't get a lot of progress. Yeah, in. I just ran out of time personally because mm-hmm. I got I still got homework. Yeah, my work comes home with me. But like, I just felt like yeah, we get into these fights in the beginning of the game. Shut up. <laughs> what? Oh no! I'm just saying that we played League of Legends two out of the last three nights. So like, homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's different. It's oh, yeah. like, I know. I'm I, just at a certain point, I didn't have any like desire to play this because it's like, oh, I'm going to have to grind through this. I can't even do the story because I need to get myself strong enough to do the story. Mm, that's fair. I'm just busting your balls. Oh yeah, I know. I've known you for <laughs> my entire life. I'm used to it. Uh, all right, so we know they, uh, Adam and Derek, both are not hot in this game. How did you feel about it, Andrew? Overall? I thought it was good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a decent RPG. Yeah, it's simple. It's 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 it was uh shit. I'm losing my my brain. All right, hang on. I got it. Take it away, Jeff. <laughs> this game is an important milestone in RPGs. Why? It's also I can, an important. I can definitely agree to that because I do see like having played some of the Mario and Luigi games, I see 
a lot of the design elements they took from it and just incorporated into future games to make it better. I think the core is very good of what they were going for. Mm-hmm. But just this particular one, I think it was kind of just back to what Derek said, like a little too simple of attack, heal, attack, yeah. heal. So, yeah. so the, the RPG mechanics are simple, yeah. but they don't have to be anything more than that. That's, that's Because fair. this is, I don't know how far you're going to go into the RPG side of things, Jeff, but I think this is a very, this game is uh, special in that it is introductory for the Mario universe into games that aren't platformers. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but is that the first non-platformer Mario game? No, there was like Mario Paint. There was okay. Dr. Mario. He had appear- There had been a lot of other games where you're playing right. Mario. But this is like probably the biggest yeah. scale Mario game since Super Mario I, World. I see what you're getting at. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first game that really can is given the breadth to expand the Mario universe and the first game that can say like, okay, Mario, it's like, sure, the story is simple. You know, Peach gets kidnapped, Mario goes to save her. Boom. Uh, but it's it's exploring the Mario world and seeing that there's all of these different creatures and they all have, you know, personalities and they give Bowser a personality. They give Peach a personality. This or, is one of the first toadstools. times you get to play as Bowser. In yeah, any- that too. In, in like a large capacity without outside of like Mario Kart. Yeah, it's it's that this game explores the Mario universe in a way that the platformers were not able to do. Mm. Um, and for that, I think it's really cool. I want to talk about it more on the RPG aspects. Uh, this is one of the first game to add action commands to turn-based combat, which is, I think, super awesome. We love it in Mar- Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's easier saying it's also in Mario... Uh, Mario and Luigi games. Yeah, and that's what makes them, like, just, in my opinion, a better version of an RPG. Yeah. It, it, it turns the combat into something more than just, do I have yes. the higher number here? Am I, I just going to out-damage you? I am one of the highest praisers in the world of the game Legend of Dragoon, and that is one of the core aspects of the mecha- of the combat in that game is uh, they take it to another level where you get different attacks, and there's, like, so the first one you'll have to do one button press, and then the... Second one, you'll have to do three button presses and like all the way up to the final attack having eight button presses and being crazy. Like a lot of that originated here. And while it's super simple here, like, okay, as soon as I'm about to connect, hit the button, I do a little bit of extra damage. As soon as I'm about to get hit, hit the button and I'll take a little bit less damage. It's like the basis for that. The the side quests in this game are surprisingly very deep. If you go back to a lot of places, there's there's, a lot of stuff. There's a full on Final Fantasy boss you can fight in this game. Yeah, I did. You attempt it? No, I attempted it. Did you get blasted? Yeah, yeah, not even close. Yeah, it's insane. He, you You need to like. I was looking up tips on how to do it, and you need to do like three other side quests to get these very specific items to make you like take no damage, and also one that's like a spammable AOE attack that allows you to just murder everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's just this is just a thing you can find. Yeah. Um, I really like how when you level up with each character, you're able to give them a little bit extra in one of three stats. Again, very simple in baseline, but this is like, I believe one of the first instances of being able to do this and like min maxing of characters and giving a character who previously didn't really have an identity an identity. I made Peach my super health tank so she just couldn't die yeah i made gino my i knew i made mallow my special attacker mario my physical attacker bowser my tank yeah i just you know was putting specific stats into everyone although i did find it weird that one of the stats was randomly a higher amount 
I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. So like every every time I would level up, I would check each stat, and like two of them would only give you the extra one bonus point, but on the third one, you would get like two or three extra bonus points. Yeah. So it's trying to push you in a specific direction, but giving you the choice. Like, no, I want to f- yeah. hard focus Peach and having this giant HP pool. Um. So I thought that was really cool. The writing here is super clever. That's not anything new to RPGs, but it's super funny. It's probably one of the earliest examples of a really funny JRPG, which we continued to get in the Mario games. Um, I just feel like this... Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, this is the fucking greatest JRPG of all time. Top 10 JRPGs. It's pretty, but it's important. It's a pretty low-tier JRPG for me. Like you were saying, Derek, it's very simplistic, very boring. I hated how linear the world was. It was literally a Mario world where like, yeah. you'd be in an overworld map, and so there wasn't a greater overworld to explore. I didn't like that. Um, I had a lot of quarrels with this game. It there's, was, a lot of, there's a lot of, I think, unnecessary rng yeah there's a ton of rng which i personally got around by having save states on my raspberry pi so anytime you'd win a battle I'd be like hey you want to roll the dice and get double experience you might lose it i got the double experience every single time <laughs> because i would say make a save state choose the middle one uh is it yoshi great double xp is it the tie nope redo is it the right one really it's the bad guy nope all right it's the left one yoshi double xp i couldn't i could have done that on the wii u but i didn't because yeah. i am not smart uh, yeah, I save stated the way, my way through a lot of this. I think there's a lot of really cool puzzles in the final world. There's this whole section with all these cra- like either the doors. Cr- yeah, so there's six doors. Two of them have crazy battle challenges. Two of them have crazy uh, like puzzle challenges, and two of them have crazy platforming challenges. And I thought those were really fun. Yeah, it blended the Mario like platforming world while it wasn't obviously nearly as extravagant as any of the regular Mario games. There was more platforming in this game than you would get in a normal JRPG. And I, I personally enjoyed that. I thought it was really fun. They did a really yeah. good job with it. Um, you know, I did notice that in some of the earlier levels and yeah, that was kind of a cool addition. Like this, like you're doing an RPG, but it's still Mario. Yeah. It was a cool way to kind of blend the two. Yeah. It injects life into the Mario universe that wasn't really present previously. Uh, kind of, you know, the way that you're exploring the world and every now and then you run into someone and you're like, oh, well, if only Mario was around. Oh, that's Mario? Do the jump. And that then Mario th- jumps and it's like a celebrity thing. That's my favorite thing is you'd <laughs> the amount of times you'd go up to someone like, holy shit, it's Mario. Hey, jump. And it would just stand there. And the first time it happened, I was like, what is happening? And then you just hit a bunch of buttons and you hit the jump button and he jumps and everyone's like, holy shit. Yeah, did you see him jump? Uh, and like they keep doing that throughout the game, and it gets yeah. funnier and funnier every time. Uh, it's this game was so well written, super funny. It was translated very, yeah. very well. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's it's. I think that the reason why a lot of people hold it so highly to themselves, yeah, and, you know, not us because we have just only played it recently. But I can imagine know, playing this as a kid and it like defining. Yeah, my, it's like this is a lot of people's. Of- first mario rpg because it was the first or is their first rpg a lot yeah, of people probably general. didn't play any final fantasies or big mario fans like oh look a new mario game and play this like what the fuck is this maybe introduce them to the jrpg genre yeah um so am i the only one who f- for some reason thought luigi was one of the characters that you could play as yes I have no idea why, but when I was going through and I was collecting characters, I was like, oh, I wonder. So, like, Mario's the all-around guy. Gino's the attack guy. Mala's the magic guy. Peach is the healer. Bowser's the tank. I wonder what they're going to have Luigi be. And you never get Luigi. <laughs> and I have for, for no, I don't know where I got the idea that Luigi You be can play party. as Luigi in Super Paper Mario, which also allows you to play as Bowser and Peach. Maybe. Um, all right. So, there are five party members here. You got Mario. 
You got Bowser. You got Toadstool. Yeah. Uh, people forget that her name is Princess Toadstool and that Peach is her nickname. Uh, and then... Actually, I looked that up. Is Peach her first name? No. Peach. Well, Peach is her name in the Japanese version. Okay. And they translated it to Toadstool for a while in English. And then eventually, I think... I can't remember what the first game is. Um, but after... I think it actually it's Super Mario 64. Yeah. And the thing, the it's like Princess Toadstool. And then it Peach. says Peach. That's the first... Like one That's of the, the first, first times they say yeah. Peach. And then from then on, it was Peach. Because um, I was wondering that. I was like... Why, hmm. why is she toadstool? Why don't, did they not call her to- like Peach yet? And then yeah. I looked it up and it was like, oh, they called her Peach in the Japan version, but not in the U.S. version. Um, and then, so you have those three main Mario characters. And then two of your party members are brand new characters. Yeah. You have Malo and you have Gino. Obviously, Which is a lot of the reason why there's such a draw to the Mario RPGs as a whole. It's because they introduce these unique characters that fit within the Mario universe that we just don't see anywhere else. Uh, yeah, obviously Gino is best known for people worshipping him and wanting him in Super Smash <laughs> Brothers, Andrew being one of those uh, people. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, having previously never played Mario RPG, now I see why. Yeah. But now that I've played this, I'm like, I don't think Gino would be good in Smash. He's, really? He's so, he's so basic, he doesn't do anything. But then again, that's most of the characters. I mean, so but like I said, at Sakurai the time... Sakurai can do anything. Like, think about the people who grew up and played this game, and it was their first game, and Gino was the yeah. cool Mario character, where it's like, he's this, you know, kind of higher entity who's badass and also has all these cool, colorful attacks, and he does, he's, you know, shooty, and I think around the time for Brawl, there wasn't really a, any long-range characters in yeah. Smash, so that's where a lot of the hype comes from. Gotcha, gotcha. Because um, I think that based on the time when he was popular, the most popular, uh, there wasn't a character like him in Smash, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of people still hold on to him as like the representation of Mario RPGs and the unique side of the Mario universe. Yeah. Uh, so there's Gino, and then there's Malo, who is a cloud person who thinks he's a tadpole. <laughs> so how did we feel about these two characters being the outsiders not being from the mario world uh my two favorite characters in the game yeah it, it is part of the charm of these uh, mario rpgs like like andrew said it's these characters that show up for the rpgs and then okay we don't need them anymore they just don't show back up ever mm-hmm. which yeah. i think that's fine I think it makes those the 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 adventures more unique in that like you get these kind of original characters and original story, uh, and it makes it even worse that they're they've moved away from it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone's been wanting partner characters to come back to Paper Mario forever. Like the, those are like the charm. You know, the, yeah. Those characters, those added characters, were like special. You know characters yeah they, they added to the charm of the game and like i yeah my i guess my favorite part of the game is that it's like this expanded mario world and you go to all these new places and i just i think for me it was just like yeah i understand how important this was then but playing it now i'm just not enjoying it i can like you know fully understand that um I think. How do you feel about JRPG, turn-based JRPGs as a whole? I they are not my favorite genre. See, I think <laughs> I like this. And I like I tolerate this because it is one of my favorite genres. But I can yeah. absolutely see someone who that it's not their favorite genre, not like not being able to play it because it's so it's kind of cumbersome. It's kind of bare bones. It's simple, um, yeah. linear. 
So I could absolutely see that. But yeah, coming at it as a huge JRPG fan, I enjoyed seeing its roots. And I think the yeah. writing and the new characters really pushed me through. Yeah. And, and I made was, me want to see it yeah. to the end. And at the rate I was going through the game, I did maybe three total play sessions with it each a few hours. So I was able to get through it pretty quick. So I never felt like the game was dragging because I was just moving through everything so quickly. Yeah. So a single play session was so dense in the amount that I actually got done. Mm. Yeah, I think it's just, there's been so many like quality of life updates in the J- JRPG genre since uh and in the like Paper Mario RPG genre since that game that make those games feel so much better that mm-hmm. playing like Earthbound I enjoyed because it was weird and interesting and that kind of like kept me hooked and I didn't there was something different about the I it like it felt like you could there was some kind of strategy to the combat in that art like that you know using certain moves on certain enemies kind of mattered and I think it it does matter in this game but it just doesn't I guess like you you fought fought a lot of enemies over and over again so you got to okay like this is when I need to dodge that attack and mm-hmm. this is what's weak against him and I would but, go into battles being like okay. I know that Gino, who is the fastest character, can one-shot this guy. So right, I'll attack right. that guy first. And then from there, uh, I'll move on to this character, who if they use this magic attack, can hit everyone and make these people disappear. And then the this last person. So like I would develop a system, which was fun, until I had to do it for the 50th time. And then it's just boring. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to move on to the next thing. So I was bored of that so quickly that I just started running past all of the enemies. <laughs> and then I would get to the boss, and it was like, okay you figure out the boss's attack but that's it yeah and it, so it felt like every time i was fighting someone it was like oh i haven't what is like what does this guy do for an attack uh oh he does this what, what is this attack i don't like it was like a mat you know it was just i never had that familiarity to learn those button presses i uh-huh. guess and um like i got i got the the like the attack button presses down pretty quick except on i couldn't figure out malo's thunderbolt I was like, I don't know if I'm doing it or not. It took me five hours to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah. Um, but <clears throat> where did I? Where was I even going with this? I don't know. Where were you going? Um. Oh, it. Y- yeah. It's just I under uh, the the JRPG aspect of this game definitely turned me off because I just hate repetitive battles. Um, that like. Yeah, you're just doing. The, oh, yeah. All right, let Gina attack this guy, and this is why I think I think I don't think it's like I've all I've definitely liked it at some point in my life, mm-hmm. and now I don't, and I think it's also why I don't like playing Pokemon games anymore, is I just mm-hmm. don't like turn-based battles, like just repetitive over and over things like that, just turn me off for some reason. That's fair. I I could definitely yeah like I didn't enjoy the amount of battles in this game. But yeah, it was the writing that pushed me forward to mm-hmm. to want to yeah. get to the, the end. The difference of it. with something like Pokemon is that Pokemon's battle system has literally been the same for the last 25 years. That is a good point. And like this is the origin. So imagine if like Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door was exactly the same as this. It, you'd be like, "Wow, this is painful. I wish this wasn't this anymore." Right. But that's what Pokemon's yeah. still doing. Uh, but they can be giant now. <laughs> um okay. Uh I feel like there was something I was going to talk about. Oh, who was your main party and why? I was going to ask that. 
Who was your main party? Andrew? Uh, Mario, obviously, because mm-hmm. you can't switch Mario out. Which I don't. I like JRPGs that let you switch out the main yeah. character. So do Final I. Fantasy X. I understand it because you need them it's there Mario. for story purposes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but even like you don't need Mario in battles for story purposes. Yeah, because all the story is told outside the battles. But I understand because that is the familiar face at that time. It's probably what Nintendo was like and Square were like. Well, we need Mario to be there yeah. for you know for people to. Tie I mean, into they've it. done that with Final Fantasy up um, until nine. I think in 10 was really? the first time you could like not have Titus in your party, but every other one you had to have the main character in your party. Yeah. Um, so I used Mario Mallow Gino uh, for maybe 85% of the game, and then the last area I switched to Mario Peach Gino. That is exactly what I did, like 100%. I felt like having Gino or uh, Gino as... Probably yeah. the strongest attacker. Mario, you have to have. And then Malo had the he AOE. Had the one heal move. Yeah, he had the one heal move and the AOE magic, which is super important. And then... But, when, but Peach literally has a revive special move. She has a revive and a move that makes it so you heal everybody and remove all status effects. Yeah, so. it's nuts. <laughs> so when I was getting to the later parts of the game, it would be... And like, there's almost... There's a boss rush at the... Boss rush? Yes. At the end of the game. And basically, every single boss would be the same of... Gino attack, Mario attack, Peach uses her mass heal, Gino attack. And like like you're saying, Adam, that was really repetitive and boring. I was doing the same thing every single battle, but by then I was ready to be done with the game anyways, and I, I knew I wasn't getting the challenge from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who was your main party, Derek? Uh, I had, basically once I ha- got Bowser, it was Mario, Bowser, Gino. Okay. Did you I, ever get Peach? Yes, I got Peach, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I, I also would swap in Bowser occasionally th- in the middle of the game because I wanted to see what he was like. Yeah, I used um, him. I took out Mallow for a I little bit. I took out Gino. Ah. Just because I still wanted Mallow's heal and the AoE attacks. Because I felt Gino and Bowser were pretty similar except for their speeds. Yeah. Because I was, so finding, I was finding it hard to determine whether or not Gino was stronger with physical attacks or special attacks. He's supposed to be... Very strong in both. Yeah, like I like I think Gino was the glass cannon yeah. kind of where he's very fragile. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and Bowser sort of the opposite of that, but can still deal a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would swap him out for a little while, and then I just stopped using Bowser. Yeah. Uh, Adam, how did you get all the characters? No, I didn't get everybody. So it just got to the point with me where it was uh, Mario, Mallow, and Gino. Oh, uh, so you didn't even get Bowser? No, nah, I didn't get that far. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because yeah, you get Gino right around the third star, right? You get yeah. or is yeah. it the second one. The second one you get Gino, but you don't get Bowser until like the fourth star, I want to say. Yeah, right before the fourth one. Yeah, you get him kind of late. You're about to climb the tower with that guy. The tower with that guy. You know the guy. The The warrior looking guy? Yeah. Yeah, What's what's his his name? name? It begins with an F, I think. I'll look it up. He's a weird looking dude. Um, Wait, it could be trivia. Yeah, don't look anything up. up. Don't look anything up. It's in my notes. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. I mean, I feel like this is such a simplistic booster. 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 Right. I said I specifically wrote him down in my notes because I think he looks like the offspring of Wario and a Fuzzy. Yes, absolutely. He's the what do they keep calling referring to him as the the um the totem pole looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This game was very funny. Yeah, I laughed and the puzzle the puzzle in that tower where you have to list the his predecessors in order of age. Yeah, it be, and you can figure that out by looking at the portraits earlier in the level. It's cool. It. Yeah, it it encourages you to pay attention to your surroundings. Um, how <laughs> the I think this game tried to do a lot more with its environment than it needed to, mm. like the hidden blocks. I did not there find were, oh, yeah. a single one. 
I found a couple accidentally. I'd just be running somewhere and just hit the jump button for no reason. Just hit and block. Hit and block. I found I found one accidentally. Yeah. Every single room I was in, I checked every corner, every possible fucking block, and I did not find a single one doing that. Yeah, I. Uh, they seem pretty arbitrary. And then where located. the 3D maze is total bullshit. I did uh, not. I, I did not do it. it. Yeah. Where was the 3D it's maze? In, in the, the ship. The pirate ship. What? What I'm That's drawing. It's a just blank. one of you remember the six rooms where you have to get the hints for the code, the password. The hints to go in the to in the sunken ship. The sunken uh, ship. I just Google. <laughs> really? See, yeah. here's the thing with that too is that's another cool thing where you didn't like I didn't have to look it up, but I also didn't have to complete the 3D maze yeah. because you can easily guess the password. Yeah, someone were, says that to you. It's like if you, you don't have to do anything if you really put your mind to it. It's just they give you five letters. Uh, yeah, for each one, so you can kind of math out what it's supposed yeah, to say. Yeah, basically, there's six blocks, and, and each like, one has is to do assigned with the six letters, and they're in a certain order. So yeah, and the cool thing with that too is it it tries to throw you off because there's like three or four possible words that you can make that make sense. Yeah, like I think before I got the the one, I guessed corals, I guessed oyster, mm-hmm. before finally getting pearls, which yeah. was ended up being the answer. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was smart. I like that. Because there's no fucking way in hell I'm going to ever complete the 3D that maze. 3D maze. I didn't even do it. I'm going to look it up just so I... Oh, dude, it it's down. awful. Yeah. I so got it's like up to the second floor once and immediately fell off into the first floor. I was yeah. like, I'm not that's, doing That's this. what happened with me. It's basically like this, this block, this big collection of blocks that you go inside but you can't see mario okay and it's supposed to be like oh look at what we're doing with 3d space on the on the on on the the super nintendo uh but you can't actually see where you're jumping yeah and you have to like memorize and guess and check and if you fall down you're just fucked because you just have no idea where you are ever very dumb yeah yeah and you don't even need the hint yeah like you don't need the hint to progress hmm are you looking at it uh, the video is not loading. I'll oh, okay. check it out later. Yeah, it's um, stupid. I would like to point everyone's attention to my favorite enemy, <laughs> Heavy Troopa. <laughs> this is this fucking chonky paratroopa? Yeah, uh, I love him so much. That just makes me very. Yeah, happy. I thought the and like this is another just aspect of why the world building for the Mario universe is so cool is because all the enemy designs are super unique and yeah. and like iterations and. And uh, stretching of the imagination for Mario, just generic Mario enemies like Koopas and Goombas. Mm. Uh, it's and fun like, when Bowser joins your team yeah. and then they're like, hey, sorry about that, boss. <laughs> and then like you don't fight any like ba- standard Bowser enemies after that going yeah. forward. And, yeah. It's cool how Bowser kind of has this like give and take with Mario where he's like, well, I actually hate you, but also I want you to think I look cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Yeah. Um, the, I think the bosses are another strength of this game. I, I like all the bosses. There's a ra- Like you fight the, the, the Power Rangers, Rangers at some point. That's Did another you thing. See the Axe I, didn't get, I didn't get that far. That's I another thing I wanted died, to though. ask and something I think that we should do going forward with the, the power hours is what was your favorite moment from the game? Huh, I like that. Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't. And mine's Axum Rangers, hands down. Act, yeah, fighting the Axum Rangers was super duper cool. I had, I'd have to think, just because like I didn't play the game thinking to remember what my favorite moment was. Um, Off the top of your head, what was? What's the thing that stands out to you the most? The thing that stands out to me, just like the point in the game, like a particular fight or Did interaction. You do the, the Yoshi race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like. I like the when. Uh, I forgot. 
it might be Malo's parents mm-hmm. are talking. I think it's Malo's dad. He's like, holy shit, you're Mario. He's trying to get everyone's autograph. And he's like, you're the Mario. Do a jump. And Mario does like this triple backflip. And then he like loses his shit. That stood out to me. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like his like. Milo's dad is such a fanboy of everyone there. Yeah, <laughs> and then Mario does like the triple backflip. That was a that one stood out to me. Yeah, I, I do. I I will say one of the coolest things is when they act out things. Yeah, of, like Mario's like acting He's out like things to tell, running tell around what's going and transforming on. into other characters because yeah, he's pretty fun. It's yeah. like Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Derek, do you have a favorite moment? Uh, when it ended. I don't. When he was. I done. don't know if <laughs> I have a favorite. Moment. Mm. Um, when you turned the power off. <laughs> oh, I, I I liked fighting the cake. Fighting. I thought that was a, a cool there's, a cool boss fight. There's a cake boss. Yeah. yeah oh fight, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. You fight the cake after to boot uh, to prevent Booster Booster's and wedding. Peach from getting. Oh, married. that's right. Okay. Was the cake a lie? Uh, mm. No, it was it was a cake. It was just alive. <laughs> the cake was alive. And yeah, that, that thing is terrifying. Um, Adam, do you have a favorite moment in the... Uh, from the limited moment I played, I think the first kind of like really funny moment for me was getting back after the first quest of the Mallow and then like going back to the Mushroom Kingdom and it's just overrun by shy guys on pogo sticks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I come back like, guys, I left like an hour. What the hell yeah, happened? It's just a gang of... Yeah, po- this game is here. full of just quirky moments where you just walk out of a door and you're like what the fuck is going on yeah, it was, it was a, like just overall over the course of what i played it was a bunch of moments of i don't know what was like, i don't know what i expected but it wasn't this uh i was a big fan of johnny the pirate yeah shark. the pirate yeah shark. and like he's got your back after after you beat him you're like he's you like you know you. you're all right i yeah. gave that to mario <laughs> yeah, and they tried to steal the star from you uh that's good shit um how did you fare with the final boss andrew smithy uh, I thought he was by far the most challenging fight in the game. That boss fight took me twenty minutes. Well, I, I was gonna, you know, follow that up with that. I didn't. It was. It was still easy. I didn't yeah. have a hard time. But I think relative to the difficulty of the rest of the game, maybe with the exception of Axum Rangers, mm-hmm. it's probably it's it's probably the hardest fight. Just just in besides in the terms Final of Fantasy the pure boss. numbers of it. Yeah. So he has like several different forms that he cycles between. Each one of those forms has like eight thousand health. So I was playing, and I had used up all of my pick-me-ups, which is the revived, basically the Phoenix down, mm-hmm. uh, and Peach and Gino were knocked out, and I had been in this battle for like 20 minutes, and I turned to Allison, she's sitting there watching me play, or she's like watching something, but like aware of me playing, and I was like, if Mario dies here, I'm turning it off, I'm just looking up the ending. <laughs> <laughs> my next attack, I kill him with the boss. And yeah, was, it, it kinda- was like... It was like this is <laughs> it was like that final moment. It was like I'm gonna give up because like he hit me with like if he hit me with one or two attacks, I was gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely dragged on for a little bit for me just because, because it doing, is that loop where it's yeah, all right, I'm attacking, attacking I'm healing, heal. I'm attacking, I'm healing, and then I'm attacking. Yeah. And so like it took a while. It wasn't interesting. None of his forums did anything interesting. It didn't change. I thought how the I was first playing. phase was cool. The one where he's summoning enemies and you have to yeah. kill the thing that is summoning the enemies and then you can attack him. Yeah. His like, final phase was lame. Yeah. It's just like, okay, uh, here's me. I'm now I'm a cannon that can one shot anyone, and you can't yeah. stop it. That was frustrating. Yeah. Um, and the Axum Rangers fight, I think, is the other that's a really tough one. really cool fight because it's like 
you can figure out their patterns pretty yeah. easy, but it's figuring that out that's like, okay, this is probably the most like fun and unique fight so far. And also it's just the Power Rangers, which is awesome. It's so funny. Um and they, they, they that's another one where the game kind of like fakes you out and you're like, Oh, I got the star, sweet, and then Surprise, you, you Power just Rangers. fought a boss and they're like, ha. Yeah. That was a that was and that's like also that the game's uh closest example to a set piece, which was another mm. cool thing, which is like they're kind of drip feeding the ideas and seeing what sticks, and then you can obviously see where they took it uh, in future games. Yeah. Okay. Uh, unless anyone has anything else they want to talk about, I think we can give this our scores. Uh, so let's go from there. Andrew, what would you give it? Uh, three. Solid three. Solid three. Actually, seven. The Legend of the Seven <laughs> Stars. Uh, Derek, what would you give this game? Uh, I was hovering around a two, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to give it a three. All right. I can respect that. Adam? Same for me. I'm feeling a three. It's nothing like extraordinary, but you can respect what it started and respect that it's, for the time, well well done. Took the words right out of my mouth. I would also give it a three. Easy math. Pretty much what I expected. Yeah. I I was I was I thought Derek was gonna give it a two after he first started talking about it. I wouldn't be surprised if Adam did two, but I can I can definitely see it coming up as a solid three across the board. Um, so yeah, Super Mario RPG: The Legend of the Seven Stars, Game Sharks Podcast officially gives it three out of five. Uh, all right, we have something we have to do. All right, is it my turn? I believe it's my turn. Actually, you picked it multiple times when we were recording remotely. I think I picked it once while we were recording remotely. Earthbound no. was the first one. And I picked Matt. I picked after that. No, Matt picked Super Metroid. No. No, you picked Super Metroid. I picked Super Metroid. Matt, Matt picked, picked Castlevania. Castlevania. I picked Outer Wilds. And then you also picked the Messenger. Did I also pick yes, the Messenger? Yes, because we did the Outer Wilds over Discord. Derek picked Control. I picked Control. And then I, I picked Super Mario RPG. I, I haven't picked in a while. Fine. Go ahead, Adam. Okay. Left or right? There's two shake it up. Shake it up. There should I don't be, know, Adam. Picking privileges f- are only for people who got four or more stars. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. There should be four <laughs> papers hey, I beat in the game. there. there are. Yeah. So like, get in there and mix it around. Get your hands on all the fish. Yeah, you know, yeah. give us all some kind of disease. Maybe no, this is a bad idea. This was a terrible <laughs> idea. I thought the fish would be gone by this point. Okay, oh, there's two of them. All right, okay. pick one. All right, what are we playing? Drum roll, please. Resident Evil 4. Let's go! Uh, this, this is the one I've been the most excited uh, about. Possibly God. me too, because uh, I just bought a, a GameCube copy. Uh, yeah, I uh, I did not like Resident Evil 7, and it made me think, man, I really wish I was playing Resident <laughs> Evil 4, so now I can go back and play Resident Evil 4. Uh, I'm going to give a caveat. Obviously, PS5 comes out tomorrow. Xbox Series X is already out. There are tons of games that we want to play just because we want to play them we're going to play because of game of the year stuff so don't expect us to talk about this probably until the new year maybe we'll slip it in december before like after the hype of the consoles and before game of the year stuff up in the air but uh this one might take us a little while just because there are so many other games to play but i am very very excited for resident evil 4 uh As so andrew you've never played it adam you've never Correct. played it Derek, you've started it before uh, yeah i played like the first area okay and after playing three other resident evil games this year i am you're I'm all in i'm hooked on the series i really want to see why this one's probably everyone's favorite it's so good um yeah i'm not gonna get into it obviously now because you are gonna play it yes um but get all i know is excited. what are you buying what are you buying what are you, buying? What are you selling Got some rare things on sale. Stranger. I beat this game 
about three or four years ago uh, for the second time. Um, actually, it might have been for the first time. I don't think I ever beat it the first time I played it. But yeah, super duper pumped about this. This game you can play on just about anything. It's on Switch. It's, it's on, really on everything. Yeah, it's on everything. So it's not hard to find. It's on GameCube. Andrew, Andrew bought a GameCube copy, which uh, I would argue is the wrong choice because the Wii version is the definitive best version of this game. <laughs> the motion controls are actually phenomenal. Nah, dude. So remind me, Resident Evil purist a shooter. It is so. Resident Evil Four is a third-person horror shooter, and okay. it's like a survivalist horror game where it's like your your ammo is limited, um, and zombie people jump out at you and All scare right, I'll you. I'll probably play it on PC. I tend to prefer shooters on my PC with a mouse. Um, this game was designed for the GameCube, which okay, only so it, I might uh, be able to get away with it on Switch. Yeah. So the way it works is, I don't even think, I don't know if they changed it uh, in later versions, but. I don't even think you aimed with the C stick. It was like one of those things where you had to stop. You have to stop to shoot. You can't move and shoot at the same time. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Maybe it's like I a do switch. Yeah. So it's a single. So like you have to hit L one and then you just completely stop and then you use the stick to aim. Um, I don't know if like newer versions updated the controls so that you can use it as a twin stick shooter. Um, Oh, that's I'll not what research. twin stick shooters, out. but yeah. Anyways, uh, super excited to play Resident Evil. Yeah, 4. I've never played a Resident Evil game at all, so this will be a nice little. Uh, new frontier for me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right, let's do some trivia. Shark bite trivia. All right, I would have won trivia last week. <laughs> Andrew said he would have won by one whole point. Yep. Uh, are you guys ready for question number one? Adam, you're going to be boned here, buddy. I, I, I figured. Derek, I figured. I need to look some stuff here, up, <laughs> so I might have some. I might be able to do some stuff. All right, question number one. Who is Malo's adoptive grandfather? You should have all run into this guy. He was one of my favorite characters in the game, and I intentionally steered the conversation away from it when we started to get close to talking about him. One of my favorite moments uh, also in this game is when you first go to that area and there's no music, and then, because all the tadpoles are hiding, and because the music, the tadpoles are like eight notes, notes, so then once the tadpoles all come out, then the music starts. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. And all of the stuff with Malo thinking he's a tadpole, and then like yeah. everyone just goes along with it, and he's very clearly not a tadpole. It's great. Uh, all right, Adam, who is Malo's adoptive grandfather? Frog Fucius. Derek? Frog Fucius. It's it, true. It is true. Fuchus. It is Frog Fucius. So <laughs> I didn't is... get zero points. I want that to be known. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. One point for everyone. Question number two. What two Nintendo characters can you find sleeping in beds during their their adventures in their own games in this game? So there are two cameos. You can stumble upon them. They're in they're in hotel. I think one of them's in a hotel. So you mean they're just in hotels? They're in one of them's in a hotel. One of them is a castle. They're just taking a little nap. And who are these two characters? Nintendo characters. They are Nintendo characters. Hmm. Huh. I'm taking it you didn't stumble upon them. I did them. not find them, no. That's yeah, pretty fun. Total guess. Which town were they in, like, in the earlier I, parts? I, I or don't what? remember specifically. Huh. I'll have to look this up after. All right, Derek, what two characters? I said Donkey Kong and Link. I Andrew? said Samus and Link. Adam? I said Link and Ness. It is Link and Samus. Ah! Sorry uh, if that made noise. <laughs> it did make noise. Oh, great. Uh, actually, I'm gonna I'll bring up a picture for you guys real quick so you can see. But yeah, they're I just think taking. Link was gonna be one of them. The other one was yeah, one of those up in the air for me. Samus was actually the first one, I guessed. Um, all right. So this one is Samus. 
It just says, I'm resting up for mother brain if you go to talk to her. If she's <laughs> sleeping in the bed. And then Link is over here. I don't think you can talk to Link. Yeah, because all I would say is, ha! Yeah, he's right there, sitting. He's got his hat on. Oh, yeah. Nice. I didn't notice either of those, no. Yeah. Uh, I definitely found Link. I don't think I ever found Samus, but I ended up reading about it. Um, question number three. What is the max level each character can reach? What is the max level in this game? Oh, oh see? I mean, I didn't hit max level either. So. Yeah. It's a very interesting question. Um, I'll discuss it once we hear the answers. Uh, Andrew, what's max level for the characters in this game? 30. Adam? I also guess 30. Derek? 32. It's 30. No. Uh, so I... Like every RPG assumed it was going to be a hundred. I was like, I'm going into the final boss at like level 25. Do I have to like grind super hard? And then I was watching like supplementary stuff about it. And then I heard someone say, oh yeah, well you got to get everyone to max level 30. And I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. Cause I learned the best spells around like early twenties. Yeah. I was basing my answer like on where you guys were with the final boss. The like, final okay, boss what's, yeah. what's reasonable? I mean, they like put decent amounts of effort into this. I mean, if you take Final Fantasies, usually I would beat Final Fantasy VII in like the mid fifties, upper sixties, just from normal playthrough, and max level in that is ninety nine. So not all RPGs have you yeah. close to max level. Like think about Pokemon. Fair enough. Yeah. In Earthbound, Ness can be upwards of level ninety five when you beat the game. Yeah, isn't he the only character that can get that high? Well, yeah, it's just because you get so much experience when you're in Magicant. Yeah, from that one weird battle. Um, all right. Question number four. What is the name of Yoshi's rival that he races against on Yoster Island? This is another one where you started to talk about the Yoshi races and I steered the conversation <laughs> away from it. Um, so what is the name of Yoshi's rival that you have to race against? Right now the score is Derek one, Adam two, Andrew three. It's in like the recesses of my memory, but I can't place it. We're going to have Derek go first on this one as soon as Andrew writes something down. But I know this one. Oh, Derek's confident. Oh. So we're going to have Andrew go first because <laughs> he has no fucking clue. Uh, I guessed Bando, but it's wrong. Adam? Yabby. <laughs> Derek? It's Broshi. Ooh. Oh, no. It's not Broshi. It's Boshi. Oh. R. Oh, oh, do I give him a point? Damn it! No, I, no, I just ah. I remember. He didn't thinking, finish the game. He gets no pity. His name should be Broshi because he looks like a bro. He does look like a bro, <laughs> but his name is ah. Boshi. You're so close. Uh, I'm being told not, myself not to give you a point there. Sorry, Derek. Damn. Which puts you out of contention. Which I don't think any of you are going to get this question number five. Andrew might. What is the name of Mario's ultimate weapon in this game? So, obviously, with all JRPGs, each character has what's referred to as an ultimate weapon, which is the strongest weapon that you can possibly get. To get this weapon, you have to jump through a ton of hoops. Oh, yeah. Is that the one where you have to land 100 jumps in a row? No, that's, that's like, for his best armor. Oh, okay. Fuck that ability. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think I got more than one ever. I didn't know, even know you could do that until I was watching stuff later about it. Um all right, uh, Derek, you are in last place and cannot have a chance. So what is Mario's uh, ultimate weapon? I know it's a shell. Okay. I, th I said Troopa shell, but I, I think it's something else. Adam? I, I guessed like a golden hammer. I guess star shell. It is called the lazy shell. Lazy shell. And, uh, and yeah, Derek yeah, yeah. is actually the closest because it is the shell of the heavy Troopa. troopa. Uh, it is that giant red yeah. shell with the wings. So I'm going to give Derek one point for funsies. Ooh. But Andrew still wins three to two to two. 
I, I only know a, it because I, I, I looked it up. much better fight than I thought I would. <laughs> looked it up. Yeah, I wanted to see what all the weapons were. Ah. Uh, I had a spare question in this one. I tend to have spare questions on it when mm-hmm. it's a game we're going to be discussing a lot. What are the three figurines in the corner of Hypnopio's shop? So do you remember Hypnopio? No. Is Hypnopio. So, you might not have gotten there. I don't think I got that part. Hypnopio. Um, I'm trying to show you a picture of what Hypnopio looks like. Okay. So he's just like this weird mushroom dude. This is Hypnopio. Oh, uh, yeah. He has a shop. Oh, yeah. One of them. Oh, there are three. There are three. Three. Um, there are three figurines in the corner of F-Zero his racers. Are they? Yeah. Are they? One of them's an R-Wing. <laughs> Which is not an F-Zero <laughs> racer. Uh, one's an R-Wing, one is the Blue Falcon, and one is Samus's ship. That was the other guess. Uh, yeah, this is what they look like. Cool. I, I stumbled upon that naturally. I was like, holy shit, that's cool. Uh, that's yeah. just so, uh, the Wikipedia page. <laughs> ah, <gee. laughs> if you didn't show me who Hypnopio was, then I wouldn't have guessed. I wouldn't. Have oh, known nice. that. Yeah, okay. there's just a little yeah. figurine sitting in the corner. And then, uh, see, from the sprites, I couldn't tell that they weren't just F Zero racers. Yeah, no, uh, I could definitely tell the R Wing and the Blue Falcon. But then, I'm I'm assuming that last one is Samus's ship. It could yeah, be something else. But Super Metroid would have been out by that point. And then the the tiebreaker for fun: How many weapons are in the game between all five characters? Twenty five. 30. 30? 31. Oh. Damn. None of it matters. Adam and I win trivia. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, boys. Ah, well, fuck you. All right. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Sharks Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Game Sharks Podcast, where we have a new social media uh, contributor. Andrew now has access to the Instagram, so expect to see way more posts than the one a week that uh, Allison was currently doing. Um, I might also give him the keys to the Twitter because I don't ever go on Twitter. Um, but yeah, expect to see more activity from the Game Sharks on the Instagram going forward. It'll be nice and fun. Good place to get in touch with us and converse and have fun with us. Um, you can find our website, thegamesharks.com, where maybe one day we'll do something on it. Right now, <laughs> it's just a source to our Instagram and our <laughs> podcast episodes. But one day, uh, maybe finally work is starting to slow down. I was talking to Andrew about this. It's I don't have the time to work and then play all the games to talk about it on right. the podcast yeah. and then write also things write additionally. Things. So now that work is going to be slowing down, I might be able to fit in more time to actually write some things here and there. Uh, it's kind of the season for that for us. And lastly, you can email us at gamesharkspodcast at yahoo.com. Send us any questions you have. Send us any trivia. Send us free shit. <laughs> Do not send <laughs> us free shit. Thank you so much, Dan Santos, for sending us free shit, but people don't feel obligated to send us anything except for maybe your love and praise. All right, gentlemen, with that, we are Finn. What the fuck, Richard? (laughs) Well, how shark was it? (laughs) (laughs) 